Welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show, episode 17. Man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good show. Get some callers in here. We're gonna talk Messi versus Mukhtar. We already got Messi versus Mukhtar up. So let's let's dive right into it. We got we got a lot to talk about with the Titans, got a lot to talk about with Nashville SC. Leagues Cup final in Nashville. Ticket prices was through the roof, man, to see Messi against Inter Miami. So they got, of course, they got Leo Messi, one of the greatest soccer player of all time that I've ever seen. And they've got Jordi Alba. They've got Sergio Busquets. Just absolutely just great players. But Nashville's got a great team, man. So Inter Miami's team ain't really the best. They just got three really, really, really good players. But you can say the opposite for Nashville. Let's see. Of course, we got Mukhtar. We've got Surridge. Hopefully, he starts. And, you know, Walker Zimmerman. That's sort of our big three. And it, we make it work for us, you know. So I'm eager to see how Gary Smith sets this team up. Because I know he's gonna he's not gonna, gonna be primarily defensive, of course. I mean, that's just the the nature of the beast with him. But are we gonna be able to hit him on a counterattack as we have the previous couple games to to good acclaim? I mean, we only at points in the game last last game they had against Monterey, we only had like 34, 38% possession. We're not a team that's gonna hog the ball up and you know pass around aimlessly. When we get the ball, we're going to attack. And that's what makes Nashville so exciting, man. But first off, we're gonna talk about Sam Surge. So against Monterey, Sam Surge comes on at the half for for Bunbury. Bunbury at this point, I mean, he's playing well, which is surprising. I don't know why he took this long to start playing well. But he started playing really well in the half, in the in the like latter half of the first half, like with his link-up play, being an outlet, and holding the ball up to allow Haney and, at one point, Schaufelberg to get into the fold and allow these fullbacks to overlap and get upfield and where we can get our attack going. But, you know, Sam Surge is just a better striker. You know, he's more dynamic. He's better at everything that Bunbury does, and he's a better, of course, he's a better finisher. But that finish that he had on display against Monterey, just a ball... They have a turnover. They cause a turnover pressing high in the uh, in the first half. Front half, Heine gets the ball, lays it off to Surge. Bam, goal. Here we go. We already got a caller in here. Here's one second. Awesome. What's going on, brother? What's going on, baby? What's up, man? What's up, man? What are you telling me, man? How are you? First off, how are you feeling about Nashville SC's chances against Messi, man? Hey, I think we got to roll them up. Put them. Put him at them with a little three five. Put him <laughs> in the backwood. I think we doing them the worst way. What well, Messi ain't Messi ain't going that easy though. Oh yeah, he is. Hey, trust me. That defense. Yeah. Is ass. You pure, telling me? Your pure cheeks. You telling me Messi ain't never came up against a defense like the setup Gary Smith's finna throw out there? That uh, Messi or Gary Smith's the best uh, manager he's ever played against. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he ain't never met a he ain't never met a Gary Masterclass. No, he ain't <laughs> never faced a nasty Gary Smith four four two block. He ain't never he ain't never seen no. that. No, he ain't never seen that in his life. He gonna be fighting for his life in there. No, I think um, realistically though, I think what uh, Philly Philly could have won that game. Yeah, but what they did is they played they played scared. If you look in the first half, I watched a little. I went back and watched the replay of that game. Uh huh. What they did wrong in the first half was is they gave uh, they gave Messi, Busquets, uh, Albert, they gave them all too much respect. They kind mm-hmm. of you know let them dominate dominate the middle of the field. Yeah, 
press forward. I mean, you've seen, you seen Mesley shoot from like 60, 70 yards out because <laughs> nobody was stepping to, to stop the ball. Yeah. They were literally just letting them, you know, walk the ball down the field. And uh, they stopped that in the second half. That's where you just see, like, Philly had chances to score. They just couldn't convert. I think uh, you also got to think, you know, that's out of the bracket. They only played all the MLS teams, and probably the best team you played was probably Philly. Yeah. And Philly was didn't even give them the best the best game. Um, I think we're the most complete and most informed team that that he's playing to this point. Uh, I think uh, Gary's not going to go for that. We're going to be. I think we're going to. I think you're going to see a high press, and it's something that we don't do a lot of. Yeah. Um, but I think you're going to you're going to see a high a high press, especially if Schaffelberg's playing. Um, if he's not terribly hurt. I think you're going to see a high press with uh, Surge starting. There's no way Surge does. Surge has to fucking start, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to. I'm tired of. I'm tired of this bullshit from Gary Smith with Bumberry. I understand Surge. Yeah. He's only been over here for what a month and a half, or something. Yeah. He's got legs under him. He's fine. You know. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's. He's got to start. There's no way in hell he doesn't start. So I think. I think we get a high press. Put pressure on that back line. I think Hanny rises to the occasion. Steps up big. Um, I think he takes on that challenge. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like Messi's one on one, you're not going to be able to mark him. I've seen people on Twitter say, "Oh, we should just man mark him." Hey, on who? That, that's not, not Dax. Yeah. They <laughs> said they they said put uh, Anibal Godoy on. I'm like, yeah, Anibal Godoy got got red carded last time he played Messi. Yeah. Um, they got to think though. Messi yeah. is so smart. You can't man mark Messi because yeah. he's going to pull Godoy all the way yeah. over to fucking North Nashville. He's going to pull him to Antioch, yeah. and the space is going to be wide open. They can't do that. Yep. Yeah, that's why I said. You don't, you don't man-mark Messi because Mm-mm. he's going to if – you, if you man-mark him, he's going he's gonna to find other ways to attack you. Yeah. You also got to watch for him in the open space. Exactly. Um, inside the box, you know, when he, when he passes off and then he makes that run inside the box, he runs super – like, he doesn't really, like, run forward. He kind of, like, kind of trickles into spaces, and before you know, he's wide open at the top of the 18 for a goal. Yeah, he relies. He relies. He's made a career out of not yeah. moving when he gets into the box and just standing on a penalty spot waiting on the cutback from Alba. Yeah. I'm not gonna say Messi made a yeah. career out of that of all people, but that's a staple of Messi's game. You know what I mean? And Dax, right. if he has the legs, and I'm glad Gary Smith subbed him off in the last game when he did, because he's gonna be running yeah. his he's gonna be running his his boots off today. But Dax yeah. is gonna be really Dax important covering that cutback. That's going to be his yeah. most important job today. Yeah, I think. Or tomorrow. I think, um, I think you're going to see a lot of a, a bracket, a bracket coverage type thing, like you see, you would see in football. Yeah. Um, I I think like a like a triangle around them, um, passing off coverages, um, especially in the low block. Yep. I think you're gonna you're you're gonna see that a lot. I think uh, what we are doing well right now is we're staying disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Zimmerman, Zimmerman played probably the best game he's ever played for Nashville. He was game. he was, was great against Monterey. Do look like a prime prime Virgil Van Dyke like, out there, man? No, nah, he looked like fucking <laughs> Beckham. He looked like Beckenbauer out there. That's what he looked like. Man, yeah, he dude, dude was insane. I, that was the best game he's ever played for us. Yeah. Um, has he had his child yet? Uh, you know? Do what? Have he? Has he and his wife had their he child had, yet? Yeah, I think I think it came last. He came right after, right after the um, right after the game, the uh, America game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, 
But no, I man, I can't believe, like, if you look at it, like, we just packed up in the span of three games, in the last two of our last three games, we done packed up the two best teams on our continent. Yeah. What does that say about the club at this moment and what direction they're going in? Because we already know we'll be playing in the in the CONCACAF Champions League next next year. What does that say about mm-hmm. the state of the club and what do you think the club has to do going forward to be able to consistently compete? Since we're in it, man, we want to stay in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think the club oh, has to do going forward? Lot. Not to look too far forward ahead, but it's still a topic. Yeah. Yeah, for, first, um, the state of the team now, I think, man, like, that's a huge accomplishment, and only the fourth year of being a professional team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our, our owner did a good job of building a team that was ready to compete right away. Yeah, I think uh, it was a it was a combination of uh, youth, but it was a lot of you know older leadership. Yep, and I think I think we kind of started to get to a point where we're like, okay, we we started getting to the playoffs, but we weren't doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. I think as the years went by, this leadership is kind of like, you know, has brought it along. And now we're finally seeing the culmination of years of work yep. uh, and getting to the, getting to this point. Um, now for, as far as the future uh, and champions league, Concast champions league, um, I think uh, continuing to, to balance uh, leadership, uh, veteran players and youth, Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta have a, you gotta find a balance of bringing in your, your, your youth uh, players coming up through the program. Yep. But you also don't want to be, you know, terribly too young. You still want to have those, those that veteran presence to, you know, hear you in, in moments like this. I guess there's a reason why we made it to the final. I mean, you got, you got leaders in our locker room yeah. um, that have been through there, been battle tested. That, that's how we got to where we're at now. Now, I'm really excited because I think that can translate and carry over to when we get to the playoffs for MLS Cup. Yep. Man, I mean, player-wise, going forward, and I hate to just gloss over the game, but it's really such an interesting topic of the state of Nashville SC and the future of Nashville SC. But, mm-hmm. I mean, going forward with positions they would have to upgrade, you'd, you'd think the six would be one of them, of course, right? Am I wrong in thinking right, that? Right. Um, no, no, you're you're on the right. I'd say, I mean, you can't go wrong having another upgrading on uh, center back if we can, not Zimmerman, but that second spot if we can, as defensive as we are. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you need three top-level center backs. I'd like to see us tap into the South American market if we can. You know what I mean? Of course, I'd prefer right. homegrown, but we should probably look into the South American market. Yeah, I think that's going to be another big thing, uh, especially in the next few years. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more South American players come into this league. Yeah. Um, and even just all over the world. I think, I think in the next 10 years we'll be a top. I think, I think we are the fifth, technically the fifth best league in the world. The what? Um, I think we're the fifth best team in the league. Fifth best league in the world. Fifth? Five? Fifth. No, I'm messing with you. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we can be though in the next 10 years. I mean, it's possible. You got to think. You got to think. You got England, Spain. Yeah, you got Premier League, Germany, you got, uh, yeah, Liga, Italy, Bundesliga, and French. Uh, League One is up there. Yeah, fifth is fifth yeah. to be a stretch. But top ten, there's no reason they can't aspire to be the top ten no, team, top ten in the league. We are already a top. I think we're like ranked eighth or ninth or something like that. Yeah. Um. 
But I think it can get there. I, I really do. Um, there's going to be a lot of rule changes. Yeah. Um, they're going to get rid of the, the, the salary cap rules. They're going to have to get rid of the they have to. designated player spots. They got rid of it for Inter Miami, didn't they? Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, they. Miami also has the lowest roster total. Like they have eleven players on their roster <laughs> before Messi. Before or like no, I think it was like thirteen before Messi got there. Yeah, they're playing you know kids. I mean? They were playing kids a lot, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the reason why they were complete garbage. Yeah, um, but. Uh, I think this league does have a long ways to go, but I, I am excited to see what kind of quality of players we'll get here in the near future. I mean, you look at it, Neymar, Neymar's going to Saudi, but he's also only 30 years old, and he's only going to go, he's for only on years. contract for two years. Yeah. Yeah, so say I, he gets here. He gets 30, here 2024, 30, Copa America's 2024, World Cup's 2026. Mm-hmm. So he's coming to mm-hmm. America. I, I bet my bottom dollar he's coming to MLS after yeah, that contract so with too. Saudi. It's just a matter yeah, of go where. Go get his little bag and then come to the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'll... Yeah, my prediction is he'll probably take all the Brazilians that he wants and take him out to like LAFC or the LA Galaxy, honestly. No, put that. We, we, we've got to be the flagship uh, uh, <laughs> uh, program. Hey, yeah. man, I need, him. I need him to come to Nashville and bring all the Brazilian women he can. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, bring, bring Neymar. Hey, bring uh, Ronaldinho out of, out of retirement. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Put him. Hey, we got a spot for you, baby. Be cooking. <laughs> hey, bring bring Vinny. Vinny on the left. We got a, a name on the right. And Surge down the and middle. Surge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're gonna be in the we're gonna be in the clubs World Cup. Yeah, against Liverpool. Yeah, and I don't know about Liverpool, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Man, hey, uh, can, you, can you imagine? Can you imagine though if we made it? If we made it to the club, be amazing, the club wouldn't World it? Cup? They'd be like, who the fuck is this team? We, <laughs> hey, look, we we were playing for Madrid, get waxed like six zip. <laughs> no, we Gary ain't going for that. No, yeah, that's right. Arteta, yeah, uh, no, Arteta. It might be uh, three nil. Gary yeah, ain't going was, for that. Yeah, but, yeah, they don't know what Gary Ball is over there. No, they're they gonna learn one day. <laughs> no, let me let me get no, your I'm, prediction I'm for the game man. tonight, though, man. What do you what are you predicting, man? Uh, I think we win for four to three. Oh, four to three. Yeah, I think it's gonna be high scoring too. But I'm going, I'm I going two two yeah. with Nashville SC winning on penalties. That's what I'm going for. And penalties. And penalties. Okay. Do they have extra time in yeah, the final? Uh, no, 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 no. That, it's just, it's going straight to straight, straight to PKs. PKs. So you're thinking Nashville yeah. SC is gonna win four to three? Who's scoring? Mukhtar and Serge. Mukhtar hat trick. Mukhtar hat trick. I got Handy to open the scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, I think he scores once. I think Serge scores twice. Yep. And then I think we get an extra goal from Schaffelberg, Pico, somebody. What's somebody the word on Schaffelberg? Because I much prefer him than Pico. Uh, I know Pico scored a goal, I but I'm not. I just can't. He's 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 so, a liability, man. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Be uh, honest, Schaffelberg. I seen I seen a video where. He went to go celebrate um, after the game, or like when Pico scored the basically the the, the nail in the coffin. Yeah, and he was uh, down there with him, wasn't he? Walking. Yeah, he, yeah, he was walking fine. I think it was. Um, remember a couple weeks ago, he was. I think it was a week or two ago where he, you know, he got injured in training and didn't didn't play that game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was that we the Cincinnati like, fixture? It was either Cincinnati or Club America. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. Um, 
And I think he may have re-aggravated it. And it was maybe just a precaution. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to, you know, bring him out. Because I do think Schaffelberg, if he does play and he's 100% healthy, I think he makes a world of difference. Especially with pressure on their back line. He's going to cause a yeah. world of havoc with, with their back line. Yeah, that's who I would think if he's playing, who would score the other goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think Messi scores twice. And I At think, least, right? You know, Martinez or somebody scores another one, yeah. Yeah, there's no. I don't. I don't understand this idea that we're just going to stop Messi. Messi's going to do his thing regardless. I feel like you nobody stopped Messi in the history of time. Why do we think Nashville yeah, C yeah. is going to stop Messi? Not happening. Yeah, if Nashville, if Nashville, if, if Hanny puts him in his pocket, you want to talk about like Hanny not being here for maybe a week longer? <laughs> Can you imagine? I know, right? Just, just, just Messi down single handedly and scores goals and scores and gets assists. Put them in his pocket, strap some seatbelt. Uh, I don't know about that, brother. I know who's gonna have their hands full with Shaq Moore today. I know that for sure. He ain't gonna. He might not pass the touchline number once or twice. Huh. Are you talking about Shaq Moore? Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be busy, boy. I don't. He's he's the only he's the only other player besides the door that played against Messi before. Where did Shaq Moore play against Messi at? Uh, when he the team the club he came from before us when he was playing in uh. Oh, where was he playing? Uh, I think he was playing in Portugal. Really? No, Probably. I think. Dude, whoever he, what I can't remember what club he played for before us, but whatever club he came from, he played from. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played against him in, in in that club. Um, he didn't really face him much. He was on the right, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, you know, but hey, he still he still kind of has that little bit of experience that he can lean on and you know share with the. The rest of the squad, hey, this is what he likes to do. So we, this is, Nashville SC has the most players that's faced Messi in their squad in the MLS, it seems like, at two. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> because all yeah, the other teams that, that he's played against ain't them, ain't really had nobody that, that has played against him. That was yeah. a big topic of conversation. Oh, they haven't seen Messi, right. yada, yada, yada. At least we have that under our belt. Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a theory, too. So remember in, in 2014... Messi made it all the way to the final. It yeah. was in his way. In 2014? The team stopped him. Yeah. That was a long you time remember? ago, dude. Germany. Oh, you're talking remember about the Germany, World Cup. Germany. I thought you were talking about club. Yeah, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, Germany, yeah. They sat back uh, a little bit. Germany got, in, Germany got in his way in the final, huh? Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, we got a, a German player on our team named uh, Henny Muto <laughs> in the final. And a German coach. No, he's not German. Him. I was about to say, I think uh, definitely not fucking German. No, Heine is is no, German. Heine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the we got the kryptonite. <laughs> we got him. Yeah, is a, a German name, so uh, I think we're set up. Yeah, I, I mean, be, I'm, uh, I'm optimistic, man. I ain't gonna lie. I sold I sold my life away to be in the building, but hey, <laughs> me in there. Where are you sitting at? Um, I'm sitting. I think probably I think two sections over from midfield. Oh, okay. Good. That's a good. See, um, yeah, it ain't. It ain't. Yeah, it ain't bad. It's a little up there, but I mean, shoot. Your lady there, going with you? <laughs> oh no, you're going with your yeah, pops, yeah, ain't yeah. you? No, no, she she she's coming with me. I thought I was next yeah, up behind she, your pops. No, nah, she follows soccer. I, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out. <laughs> oh she, man, she she fucks, she fucks with it heavy. Man, I already know. <laughs> um, uh, 
I had, a, I had a, I mean, I had to, I had to find a reason to justify spending that type of bag. Oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah, that comes with the game. That yeah. comes with the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know, man. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's, it's big for the city of Nashville. It's the biggest. This is the biggest game in Nashville history of, of any across any sport. Mm-hmm. Um, just the madness. Mm-hmm. Top five. Yes. No, I think it's the the biggest. It's top five, dude. Adding, adding context to who, who's playing. Yeah, I mean he's the greatest athlete to come to come to Nashville and play. I a hundred percent. What would you What would you rank? You say that the Super Bowl won. Uh, is that what you you would put Super Bowl one? I mean the Super Bowl wasn't here, but the, well, so then what would you put here? Stanley Cup. It's no, nah, I mean it's hard because we're looking back at the games instead of looking. We're looking forward at this game versus looking back at the games. Because I can say the Music City Miracle was one of the biggest games that ever happened in Nashville, but that's not fair to this game. You know what I mean? Right, but that was a playoff game. Like this is like a check. This is a final. Oh well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a point. This is a chance to win a, a Nashville's first championship. A continental trophy. Yeah, not even exactly. just a national one. You know, I don't think people right, really understand right. that. Yeah, that's like, like this is a really I, big I deal. People don't realize. What people don't realize about soccer is, yes, you have more chances to win more trophies, but those trophies are still hard to win, especially the continental ones. Exactly. Like this is, I, I made the argument, and I think it's a really good argument. I don't even think it's, there's a counter argument to it. This is <laughs> honestly more impressive than winning MLS Cup. Uh, Just because, yes, because MLS Cup, you're only playing MLS teams. Yeah. And this, this one, you're playing against the, the, Arguably, if not the best league in the in the in the continent, yeah. And then you also the gauntlet that we went through. So we went through the first, the best team in MLS in the first round, yeah. And then went through easy work at them. Number two ranked, yeah, number two ranked team in, in the continent, and then played a little a little cakewalk in Minnesota. I don't know how the hell they got through Toluca, but they did. And then packed up Monterey with ease, the number one team in the continent who had never lost to an MLS team. In a knockout round, they were eleven zero in knockout uh, yeah. games against. Never MLS lost. Guys. Never lost. They never faced we, us we though. Packed them both. We we could have won three four zero if, if we would have converted. If we put our, our chances away in the first half. Yeah, easily. I mean, we 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 made them make quick work of them. Yeah, it was insane. What no rat like, emojis it, it, after it, that game? No, hey, <laughs> I had actually last night. I was thinking about. It, I was like, man, there were so many Monterey fans in my benches. Let me let me go back. I had to go back. I ain't heard back from him since. So. No, yeah. hell no. They ain't saying nothing. Yeah, they yeah. ain't saying the thing. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think we, I think we do it. Yeah, man. I think that, and we're also, dude, we're plus two twenty. If the lines minus, move, they're oh, they're 20. plus one twenty. No, we're we're plus two twenty, and they they went from plus one twenty to minus one fifteen. Ooh, I might throw some on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think. No, I, I'm sorry. you know, they, I, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to be too much VAR kind of you know bullshit going on because I mean they've already made their money. Mm-hmm. They they got into the final. Yeah, they got into the final. The tickets are outrageous. Yeah, and you know what I mean. The everybody in the world is going to be watching. You like think about that. The and world is it better? Here's another question: Is it better for MLS? And soccer over in America, if Messi loses the final and it shows that the league is at least half-ass competitive, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Versus uh, versus yes. just them just giving it to Messi. Yes and no. Um, I think if we win, it kind of shows that uh, Miami is just rolling out him, Alba, Busquets isn't going to work. You know what I mean? Against the upper echelon teams in the in the league. Yeah. How is um, that bad for MLS though? Uh, you said how is it bad for MLS? How would that be bad for MLS that they can't just roll these guys out here like that? That's good for the game, I'd imagine. Um, at least the lens yeah, looking well, at it. If 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 they're losing, yeah. But if they're just winning with you know three you know older <laughs> older guys, I mean, don't get me wrong, great, phenomenal players. No, of course. But if they're just rolling here with you know that's kind of bad for the league. It's like damn, they you just bring in bring in Neymar, uh, uh, Ronaldo, and yeah. You know, some somebody else, and there you go. Now you got the MLS, you know, cup winning squad. Now, granted, you know Messi mean? is a belong to your contender at the moment, but oh, he's, Alba, he's got that Alba wrapped up. I don't think he has that wrapped up, dude. Holland what? scored, Holland scored insane. fucking 45, 45, 50 some goals. And they dude, won Champions League. They won the treble. Well, they, they really won okay. the, the uh, quintuple. Messi, Messi put Argentina on his back and won the World Cup, something that he had never done. I get that. Age of what, 35, 36? I get that. But the man won the quintuple and scored 50 some goals. Right. I think think Messi's achievement is much more impressive. I don't know, man. Holland did it over Uh, the whole year. Holland? Man, we got Hockey Talk Holland at home. I know we got Hockey Talk Holland. And if he scores 55 (laughs) fucking league goals, I don't give a damn who else it is. I want him to win Ballon d'Or. You seen you seen Nashville? Uh, that is a little new nickname. Who? Honkytonk Holland. I didn't even uh, see that until you uh, said it. Yeah. Surge. Yeah, they named him because he he looks like Holland a little bit. Like he look. He does in a way. Look at look at their faces. Yeah. They look a little bit like him. Yeah. They said. Uh, they he's been converting at a better clip Holland. than Holland too, since he's been over here. Oh, he really has. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. He's, Surge has been he's converting. He's, he's. I think he's three for three. Three out of six. Three out of three or six. Three, yeah. uh, three goals on six, shot, six uh-huh. shots. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think one of those six shots, he hit the post or something. So, <laughs> I mean, Ooh. what a signing he's been. I mean, he's going to. Yeah, we, we're going to tear it up with also, him. If we, win, if, we win the, if we win the cup, uh, the signing is even better because we win $5 million in prize. Paid for prize, we we pay six and a half for him. So really, we we're getting him. We got him for a million and a half. We'll get you the I mean? we'll get the million and a half back in jersey sales over the time that he's he's here. You said what? I said we might get the million and a half in jersey sales by the with the time that he's here. Oh yeah, facts. So it might end up being a, a, a you know an indirect free free transfer. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Uh, yeah, I mean. And then think about it. We we sell them off for about ten to twelve. Yeah. You know, he's made ten to a million. Yeah. I'm saying. Um, I, I'm excited though. I think I think we got it. Yeah. I think sure. uh, Nashville's first championship is on the way. All right. Well, let's hope, it's gonna man. Be sad too. It, it it's gonna be sad too because like the team we didn't expect to be Nashville's first championship is gonna be our first championship. And no, I wouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people aren't gonna realize the the significance of it. Right. They're like, okay, soccer, they want a, they want a little trophy, like, whoop-de-woo, but they don't understand, like, that's, in CONCACAF, that's probably big, now going to be the second, second biggest tournament. Yeah, it's a big deal. You know, in Con- 
And yeah. I think it'll 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 age well. The the trophy if we get it against against Inter Miami, it'll age really well. People will look back on it and realize just how big of a deal it it truly was. You know, so look at that gauntlet that we went through. Exactly. <laughs> you know. But yeah, also, man. Uh, Go yeah. ahead. Uh, I think I think uh, too. I think if the league if this tournament is going to be successful in the future. Yeah, um, I do think they need to do home and like uh, they need to do uh, uh, home and away in, in Mexico. Yeah, they have yeah. to. No, I think I think we I think we do need to travel to Mexico, even I if it's at a central site. Like if they have three yeah. three stadiums in Mexico that they can, you know, yeah. uh, what was the you know, what was the reason why we didn't go to Mexico? Because yeah. of security measures. Um. Yeah, I think so. I think if we can get that under control and yeah. we can get games played in Mexico, I think that'd be big. Um, I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and say that it would be the, we'd be in the final right now if we had to go to Mexico and play. You know, be a little in, different. In or, yeah, it'd be different. I, I don't think we would get through. Right. Honestly. Yeah. But yeah. I hate that we're gonna have that asterisk on this on this uh, trophy. Whoever wins it will have the asterisk on the trophy. But I really, no, I at the end of the day, I don't give, give a, a damn. damn. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you can play all you want. Cool. That's the that's the terms that your league agreed to. So exactly. it is what it is. Exactly. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. Enjoy the enjoy the match. And uh, yeah. you know, you've been good luck last couple times you've been. So hopefully you're good luck again. I know. They'll never lose when I go. That's right. That's right. All right, buddy. I'll holler at you. Bam, mm-hmm. that was Dub Beasy. Dub Beasy calling in, distinguished TFTV member, co-host of the Exit One show. And he made a lot of good points, man. And his prediction, of course, was 4-3 Nashville SC over Inter-Miami. My prediction was 2-2 Nashville SC winning on penalties. But he makes a good point with the fans saying that Messi will have to be man-marked. What's going on, man? People in the chat. Uh, Make sure you all subscribe, like the video. All the support is appreciated. But... With Messi, you can't really man mark Messi. We can't. It's not. We can't put a Godoy on Messi and have say, "Hey, follow Messi all around," because Messi plays all over the field. He roams all over the field, and wherever he would pull Godoy, somebody would go right back into that space where Messi's at. That's just the way Messi has played all his career in the teams. That's why they've been so good. Is because people have tried to man mark Messi. When they have tried to man mark Messi, he would just pull guys out of position, and it would be a free for all from there. So, I mean, I I would be very, very surprised if Gary Smith man marked Messi. You just have to have all the focus on him. You can you can mark him. You can't mark him out of game. But if everybody's focused on him and we got guys like Dax and Godoy worried about the cutbacks from Alba, I think we'll do pretty well. Messi, of course, will still get his. He'll still score a goal or two. But offensively, we've got to be there. We got to be clinical. Surge has to start. I don't give a damn. It's a final. Surridge has to start. Love to see Schaffelberg start. Mukhtar's got to be clinical as he's been. He's on really good form at the right time of the year. So between between Heine and Surge, I'm 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 expecting a win, man. I'm expecting a win. But yeah, let's get it, man. We talking moving into Titans. Titans versus Vikings. We got the watch along, and it's gonna be during the the Nashville Sea game. I hate to do it, but you know the Titans are the Titans. But we're going to have a watch along on TFTV Sports on this channel, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Saturday at 7 p.m. Tomorrow, 7 p.m. Watch along, live watch along of the Titans versus Vikings preseason game. And it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, Will Levis and Malik Willis quarterback battle for the number two, number two job. Levis went in 
injured in yesterday's at the end of yesterday's practice, and Vrabel said that he missed opportunities, as in, you know, he missed reps. And his status for the game on Saturday is to be determined. So very interesting to see what we do with Levis and what we do with those reps at quarterback. I don't know if the plan was for Tannehill to play any snaps already, but if Levis is out, I would have to say that Tannehill would be playing. He would have to come in and play a a series or two. He really doesn't have to, but at the minimum, even regardless of Willis or Levis being injured or not injured, I would like to see uh, Tannehill come in for at least, at least two series, maybe even a quarter to hell. I think Mahomes, I think I saw a report, Mahomes is playing a quarter, quarter and a half tomorrow. So it's got to be, it's going to be really important for Tannehill to come in and get some continuity with this offensive line, get used to making checks at the line of scrimmage with the offensive line, let them get used to his cadence in game. It's a lot different than just being on a practice field. Let them get used to Tannehill's cadence in game and him making checks at the line of scrimmage, him being in the huddle, all that. He has to, you know, I want to see that going on at least for a quarter or two today or tomorrow. And even if he gets a quarter or two tomorrow, I don't have to see him in the third preseason game, to be honest. You know, if the ones get a run out, I don't have to see Hopkins either. Hopkins or Henry, I don't want to see them on the field. But everybody else offensively needs to be on the field at least for, I'd say, two series, but preferably a quarter or two, just so they can gain some continuity and get some experience outside of these joint practices, even though they're good and regular practices. So that's that's exactly what I want to see coming up. And with the battle between Willis and Levis, man, it's, it's getting it's getting good, man. And as a consensus, it looks like everybody has been extremely surprised and happy with Malik Willis's transitioning from last year to this year and his improvement that he's made over the offseason. You can tell the kids worked extremely hard. You everybody, that's that's clear as day. Vrabel said it in the beginning of the press conference or beginning of the preseason. Uh, the beat writers from both teams, Vikings beat writers, Titans beat writers, they're saying they're echoing the same sentiments. He's made damn near a 180 degree turn from last year, Malik Willis's. And it starts with with his time and his his time in the pocket and how patient he's become in the pocket going through his progressions and not being so quick to run out of the pocket. And he's letting the plays develop. His feet are a lot quieter than they were. You know, last year he would the game would be moving at 200 miles per hour for him. But now, you know, it looks like the game is slowing down little by little for him. And that was always been my biggest gripe with Willis. He can't. He's got the arm talent just as much as anybody on any other quarterback in the league, barring Mahomes. But excuse me, hold on. But, you know, with Willis, it's always been, you know, in between his ears and just his his timing while he's in the pocket. So he's improved that. That's the biggest thing that I've asked him. I've asked of him to improve. And to see him improve on that and to see it, his improvements and performances come to fruition, it's just really good to see. And it's really a good story for anybody. Like, man, it's not just because you have a bad, a bad year, a bad month, a bad couple games. Any of this goes further even into life. You know, it's not over. You know, you can, as long as you keep working at it, keep your head down and proving, you can make it. 
And I'm not saying that Willis has made it to be a starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans by any means yet, but his improvements from last year, he's warranting, he's warranting the number two job pretty convincingly compared to Levis at the moment. And nobody would probably have said that coming out of the draft. Everybody was really low, myself included. Damn near gave up on gave gave up on Willis. But you got to think the guy was thrown the kid was thrown into the fire of a terrible team or a terrible offensive line, a terrible offensive coordinator, a criminal at offensive coordinator for what he did on the field and off the field. He's a fucking criminal. It was unfair to Willis to even evaluate him in that state, you know. So, you know, let's just see what he goes does going forward. See if he keeps keeps making improvements, minimizes the mistakes. And, you know, I'd love to see Levis get some get some snaps in this game. He needs the reps. It's very important that he gets these reps in preseason. But, you know, it's not worth risking an injury over. It's just not. On to some, some worse news for the Titans. Traylon Burks pulled up. He, he made a long catch from Tannehill. Looked like a 40-yard bomb. Catches it over his shoulder. Tries to catch himself. Looked like he almost hyperextends his knee. Turns out to be a sprained LCL. For Burks. The good news for that is everybody thought it was much worse. And you know that it would everybody thought it was another three-letter ligament. But it turned out not to be, it just turned out to be the LCL, and it turned out to only be a sprain, which carries carries a uh you know an absence of around two to six weeks. So Vrabel spoke on it yesterday saying that he he's not gonna be out for long, which is very, very good. Vrabel normally keeps his cards close to his chest. So that means to me, I interpret that as Burks is is already, you know, improving and he shouldn't be out for the six week mark. It's probably two to three weeks. He we might not have him for game one, but that's way better than what it could have been. But, you know, Burks Burks is an extremely important part of this offense. He compliments Chig, he compliments Hopkins, he compliments Henry in the way that he can stretch the field and just be a dynamic receiver and be a little more dynamic than D Hop is. D Hop's getting up in his age. Of course, he's he's not as as spring as you know a young chicken like like uh, Traylon Burks. But you know Burks is very important to this offense, and we can't go too long without him. If he's not on that field, then that just I'm not gonna say it cancels out D Hop, but that receiving group goes right back to shit, man. It, we'll have Westbrook Kina back on the field and McMath back on the field if he makes the team. So. You know, it, it's extremely important. I'd love to have him for week one. Of course, we don't want to rush him back because that's a touchy, a touchy area of the knee. You know, if you have some weaknesses in the LCL, something else could give. So we don't want to rush him back, but we absolutely need him back. Absolutely. So hopefully we see him in New Orleans for week one. That would be a two week recovery. That'd be pretty quick. But we don't know the grade of the sprain. We don't know if it was a grade one sprain or whatever. Hopefully it was on the lower end. And he could be back for New Orleans, but that remains to be seen. With Vrabel talking so coyly of it in the media, which he normally doesn't do about injuries, that leads me to believe that it was on the lesser side of the sprain and grading. So we will see. All right. So another thing that I'm extremely worried about with the Titans, and it's not getting enough attention, in my opinion. Maybe that's because both guys aren't going to have a future on the roster and we're going to make a add a guy when cuts are made. But we have the Tennessee Titans have a kicking problem. We have a kicking problem. It's not talked about much. These guys are missing field, missing fucking field goals damn near every day I see on camp. Of course, not every day. You know, there'll be days where they're four for four, five for five, 
And I also understand it's windy as hell up in Minnesota at the moment. But we're going to be playing in windy games. So it's that that's not really an excuse. You know, we, we go up to you go up to Kansas City, you go up to Buffalo in January, it's going to be windy. The kickers need to be fucking kicking. It's going to be windy in Buffalo in January. So that's not an excuse. But the Tennessee Titans have a kicking problem between Shudak and Wolf. Uh, I think Wolf missed a field goal in the Chicago game. They're not showing between the two kickers. And I thought Shudak had a really good leg on him, but they're not showing any consistency in hitting anything over 45 yards. We are losing points if we cannot make a 50-yard field goal consistently. The league has changed. You've got guys like Bucker. You've got guys like Justin Tucker, perennial kickers in the league that are weapons now, hitting field goals consistently from 55 yards to 50 yards. You know, we're, we're losing points. If we cannot, that was part of the problem last year. Randy didn't have enough leg. You know, it, it damn near had to be a, a 47, 48 yard shot at the most for me to be remotely confident that he would make the kick. When we have to go for those or we have to take a delay a game penalty to scoot back and punt, you are losing three points off the scoreboard. You are. And as bad as this offense has been last year and as relatively at, no, I'll just say it. At the ceiling that this offense has, which is not anywhere near the Chiefs and the Bills of, of the AFC, it's it's just a 25, at most, 21 to 25 point per game team. That's just where we're at at the moment. That's where I have it. You need all the points you can get, and that's where a kicker would come in. You know, So those 21 to 25 points are turning into 28 if you have a weapon at kicker. You know, it, it's just, it's not hard to comprehend and it's going to blow up in our face in the season. I don't want to fucking say it, but it's going to blow up in our face and when the season comes around and we have a kicking problem as we do now. So, Carthon, Carthon, Vrabel, something has to be done about the kicking situation. I know we can't do anything at the moment because the kickers are all tied up on teams while we're still at a 90-man roster. But once cuts are made, shit, we, we shouldn't have a kicker on our roster. Get the best kicker, that the best of the rest, because they've got to be better than what we have at the moment. But I cannot go through another year of kicking issues. I mean, what was it, 2020 or 2021? We just stopped kicking field goals altogether. You know, that, that was terrible. And you can't, you can't win. You can't get to the levels that the Titans deserve, that Derrick Henry, that DeAndre Hopkins, Kevin Byard. The Titans cannot reach the levels that those guys aspire for us to be as a team with a shitty kicker. You know, it just it, it don't it's not going to work, especially when you're not already throwing up 28, 30 points a game like the Chiefs are. They can they can get by with not the best kicker because Mahomes is going to put up fucking 28 points a game. We don't have that. We need to have an upgrade on the kicker position at the moment. It's it's a problem. And I'm eager to see I'd, I'd hate for my for me to have to come in here on Monday for the next episode of Sports Section Morning Show and harp on the kicking issue again. I'd hate for that. I'd hate for it. What else we got? Yeah, so we, we talked about Malik getting glowing reviews from the Vikings, beat writers. Uh, we talked about Burks. Uh, preview of the game. So, we already touched on, you know, what the starters will see offensively. I'd like to see that offensive line get another 
another run out as they did against Chicago. I'd want it to be longer than a series. I'd like to, I wouldn't be mad about seeing Tannehill for the full time with the starters, starter offense line, starting uh, receivers. I'd like to see Willis get a little run out with the starters for a little bit. Maybe Tannehill comes out a series or two before the starters and the O-line and receivers come out, and we get to see Willis with the twos for a series or two, or the ones for a series or two. That's something I'd like to see. Maybe we get to see Willis for, the, for a series with the starters, and then the second, the last series that the starters will have, we see Levis in there if he's healthy to play. I want to see these guys with the best that we have to offer and to see exactly how they are. Because it's one thing to throw uh, two like number twos and a play against number twos versus playing with the ones and facing ones. I want to see how they face how they stack up against the ones if the Vikings run some ones out there. And of course, Tannehill deserves his reps and he needs some reps with that offensive line, but he don't need that damn much. You know, a quarter to do. And if the Vikings still have their starters in for the second quarter, let's run Levis and Willis out there for the second quarter and split time and see how they stack up against them. That's something that I want to see. Well, will we see Tannehill? Yep. So another thing is who's going to win it? For me, who's going to win a job in this second game? Of course, jobs are won leading up to the third game, especially with these depth players. But jobs are for the taking at the moment, and you can you can really get in a pole position as I'm thinking with this second linebacker spot that Gibbons has over Monty Rice. Monty Rice did not play, practice yesterday, according to all reports. So if he's missing the game, the second game against uh, the Vikings this weekend, you have to think that Gibbons is in pole position to win that second linebacker spot, which I wouldn't be mad about. You know, of course, it'd, it'd be nice to see get a return on Rice, who we drafted in, I think, the third round. It was another it was a J-Rod pick, of course. But, you know, if he can't stay healthy and he's not in a position to be better than Gibbons, then that's just another pick wasted that we've had that hasn't that hasn't produced he's got the talent to do it but he's got to stay healthy and he's just got to lock in so you know i'm projecting gibbons to win that job and of course that depends on if if monty rice is able to come in on uh in the game and actually play saturday come in and practice today because he didn't practice yesterday it remains to be seen and then it depends of course on his performances but y'all let me know in the comments who y'all think what jobs do y'all think are at risk? Uh, what jobs do y'all think are y'all most interested in? Besides the quarterback position, everybody's interested in the quarterback position. You know, we know that. But like the inside linebacker job, we'll talk about this next. The receiving role, the number four, number three slash four receiving role. Phillips says the three role. And then the cornerback, the cornerback situation. So with the receivers, with the receivers, of course, we got Hop first. And then Burks is coming in. As a second receiver, and Bert and uh, Kyle Phillips will be the third, mainly the slot. Even though I think Hopkins will move around a lot, and Hopkins will play a lot in the slot. But that fourth, that fourth wide receiver role, you know, to me, I'm thinking Chris Moore. I think Chris Moore has it wrapped up at the moment. But you know, my boy, wide receiver one, Westbrook Akina, he always finds a way. He always finds a way to to swindle his way in onto one. It used to be on to the depth chart. Now he's finding his way to swindle up the depth chart. So, you know, I, from what I understand, he had a drop problem early in camp. Sounds like that's been remedied. But another receiver that I've really been impressed with, just with not only his size and speed and the clips I've seen in practice, 
But, you know, his performance in-game, he blocked extremely well. It's Colton Dowell, the local local kid. Extremely, he has all the tools to be really good. I think he's like 6'2", 6'4", you know, pretty decent size, about over 200 pounds. But he's running. He's quick, does extremely well blocking-wise. I could see him, you know, potentially sneaking up, taking that spot, that wide receiver four spot, if Chris Moore drops off a little bit. And, of course, Chris Moore had a huge catch in the game against Chicago. He fumbled a little. He got lit the lit up. But, you know, I'm, I'm eager to see who comes out of that fourth receiver spot. Y'all let me know in the comments who y'all think. Make sure y'all like and subscribe to the video, man. And uh, make sure y'all get ready to, to watch the watch-along we have on Saturday. But that's one position I see. And then also the latter, the, the latter parts of the cornerback, cornerback position. With a depth chart at the moment, it looks like Fulton and Murphy Bunton will be outside. And on the inside is a third corner. It's either looking like it's going to be McCreary. I feel like I'm missing a corner we have. Thinking it's going to be McCreary inside. And, of course, we got Molden. Molden, but Molden's been getting his time at safety. He's not even listed as a corner on the depth chart. Molden, I'd like to see as our dime, our dime safety. You know, I'd, I'd be really interested in seeing that. Because he's been playing extremely well. Molden himself, man, if you watch him on tape, I've been watching a ton of tape lately. He's extremely cerebral when he's on the field. He's smart, smart player. And he's added some thump to him, too. It looks like he's gained a little bit of weight so he can play in the box and be more comfortable around the box. He's not the tallest, but with him adding some weight and getting a little, getting a little thicker, pause, he's really become more susceptible and more able to affect the play when he's in the box. And that's what we play when we go to our big nickel set with, you know, six DB or five DBs. Well, six DBs. Sometimes we have five DBs and we put a lineman down, run with five down lineman. But with our big nickel set, we got Murphy Button at corner, uh, Fulton at corner, Hooker, Byard at safety, and then uh, Molden, the, the third safety. We play this, We play this set a lot defensively. He's walked down as a linebacker next to who would be Aziz. He could really thrive in that role, especially as with the size that he's put on. You know, that's something that's something I could really see him succeeding in, similar to what we sort of had Crookshank doing when he was here. But, you know, Molden, as smart as he is, that's a role that he would thrive in. And that's that's what I'm gonna be looking for. Of course, we're not gonna see that in preseason unless he gets in with the with the ones, which he might. But he's mainly been running with the twos as a starting safety in that Bayard, that really that Bayard role, you know. So that's something I'm eager to see. Uh, y'all let me know, of course, who do y'all want to see defensively? How, do y'all want to see the starters defensively? I know Tart's been tearing their ass up in practice. I saw a clip of him. And I've been watching a lot of film on Tier Tart. That's somebody we're going to have to pay, man. I was, I was arguing with, with Trail earlier. We're going to have to pay Tier Tart. And my prediction for, for the Tart contract is contingent on him having a really, really good year that I'm forecasting for him. He's going he's gonna to command. I wouldn't pay him over eight, eight and a half to stay with us. He'd, I'd, I would give him what we give, what we give Autry at the moment. That's what I would give Tart. But, you know, if he gets to the open market, his agent is Drew Rosenhaus, so I'm sure he's going to want to go to the open market. I think he could command $10 million from a team that, that's needing a good, solid one-tech and he can get it, to be honest. You know, he's he's 
He's an undrafted guy. He's from Philly. The guy looks like he loves football, and he plays. His motor is really good, especially for a one-tech. He's really, he moves really well. He's really quick. And, you know, he's really good with his hands when he's in the trenches. He'll hit him. You'll see it a lot on film. It stands out. You always see him. He'll hit him with the, with the left shove. Or he'll put a shove to their shoulder and push him to the side and then bring a swim move over. It's, it's a staple of what he does. He does it two or three times a game. If you just watch Tier Tart all game, you'll see that two or three times a game of him just obliterating an interior lineman with that move. But now he's added in this sort of a push-rip move combined with the swim move that we've seen in that clip that's going around on Titans Twitter. Really good for Tart to be able to add that to his bag, not to mention the bull rush that he already has in his bag. So three good techniques to beat interior O-linemen. Tart's going to break out this year, I'm telling you. That D-line as a whole is going to be major for us with the additional Landry coming back. He's like a new signing. He's I, I tapped into my arsenal. He's like a he's like a new defensive signing that we have, and he's definitely an upgrade on Bud that we had. But that defensive line is going to cause problems. It's going to cause problems. Y'all, let me know what y'all's expectations for the defense are, man. I'm, I'm predicting them to be top five in the league. I I know it's. It might sound, a little, of course, it's biased. I don't give a damn. It is biased, but you know, they're they themselves. You know, Murphy Button was in a press conference. I think it was Murphy Button last week talking about they're aiming to be number one in all in all categories, and they can do it. Not maybe all categories, but they can. They were number one in run defense last year. If they improve in the secondary with Fulton, Fulton's got to take a big step up, and from all accounts, he's doing really well. McCreary has to take a big step up. And Murphy Bunton has to be able to cover somebody. You know, that defense is going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. But in the meantime, man, what, what else do we have? I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. But uh, thank you, everybody, for joining the Sports Section Morning Show this morning. Appreciate the caller from TFTV member Austin. We got a live watch along for the Titans versus Vikings on Saturday at 7 p.m. on YouTube, on Twitch. Uh, X and One Show episode four is already out on YouTube at the X and One Show. Of course, it's presented by TFTV. And then, what else do we have? I think that's it. Make sure y'all go. Make sure y'all go check out X and One Show. Subscribe to that channel. They're affiliated with us. We've got Trail on there, myself on there, Dub Bees that called in earlier, and Mike and One Take. Really good crew, man. It's a funny ass show. We talk Titans on there. We talk culture. It's a show that talks about sports and culture. So y'all make sure y'all check that out. I'll link it at the at the end of the video on here when we when we upload this to YouTube. But once again, appreciate y'all for all the support. Make sure y'all tap in with us on the live stream tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Today's Friday. Yeah. Make sure y'all tap in with us tomorrow. Make sure y'all give this video a like. Make sure y'all subscribe to the channel, TFTV Sports. Follow us on Twitch. And that's the best way to support us, man. Follow us on all our socials at TFTV Sports and then on Instagram at TFTV.sports. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all take it easy.